All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Precision Rifle Channel podcast. I am here with my good friend, Keely, Lily. Keely, how are you today, ma'am? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm terrific. I'm uh, back in California and, and surviving all this COVID nonsense. How is everything up there in Washington with you guys? Um, it's okay. We are in Pierce County, um, Pierce County. King and Thurston counties are really pretty strict in Washington. Um, some of them are not, but we are in the strictest county uh, pretty much in the whole state. So um, things are open. They're not super locked down. You have to wear a mask everywhere. Um, but most of our day-to-day -day stuff isn't really affected. So it's not bad. Let's jump into it. Everybody wants to know a little bit about you, who you are, what your your role is in the precision rifle community you've got a ton going on a bunch of new stuff in this past year so can we start off with maybe like a quick bio who is well my name is keely lily um i am married to michael lily he has done a couple of podcasts with you yes um i have been shooting in the precision rifle community uh, on a national level for two years um, I really love the sport. It has um, opened up a lot of doors for me. Um, it's made me a happier person. It's really enriched my life. I've met a ton of good, awesome friends. Um, I've been able to travel the country doing something that I love with my family. So, you know, that's really great. How long have you been shooting? Uh, overall, my pretty much my whole life. Um, I grew up, my dad is a, an avid outdoorsman and hunter. So I grew up around firearms and shooting sports and archery and things like that. Nice. And then you went into the military, correct? I did. Yep. I was active duty from 2006 to 2009. And anybody who has had an army contract, uh, when I tell them how long it was, they're like, I can't believe you got such a short contract. Um, I was a Black Hawk crew chief and I was active duty for a total of 34 months. And that's it. I even was able to squeeze a deployment in there. But um, yeah, I was in the army. Nice. Nice. And then personal life, so on and so forth. And then a couple of years ago, you started precision rifle competitions. I did. So um, Mike and I have this really bad habit of starting a new hobby. He will start a new hobby and then he'll be like, hey, you should come do this with me. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll try it out. And then we dump a ton of money into expensive hobbies, camping, snowboarding, archery. Um, before precision rifle, it was USPSA. And then I'm like, meh, I don't love it so much. And um, with Precision Rifle, it's the only one that's stuck. I really was hesitant about it because we had had that um, pattern before. Right. But um, I stuck it out. You know, I tried uh, local regional matches for a couple of months uh, with just our 223 trainer. And then went to a match. Actually, you're, uh, that's where I met you, the NRL match. I think that one was at Doug Glorfield's. Yes. And I was supposed to RO the match. And I just, it was bugging me. It was nagging at me that I just, I felt like I really needed to shoot the match. And I did. And I'm so glad I did. And ever since then, I haven't looked back. It's been um, all national all the way. And I love it. Heck yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. 
I mean, you said something that's really interesting to me that you've tried all kinds of quote unquote extreme sports. I mean, camping, skiing, snowboarding, uh, USPSA, but precision rifles stuck. Why did precision rifle stick with you? What was it about precision rifle that conquered all the others, so to speak? Yeah, man, I've, you know, I've never really thought about it before. Um, but a lot of it I think is the community. Um, you know, if you talk to me ever at a match, if you, uh, number one, I'll come up, I will talk to anybody. Um, I love meeting new people, but the people in this community are friendly. Um, you know, some of these people I would consider extended family and it's almost like a big party. Every time we get together, <laughs> I know that I'm going to have a good time. Um, and then the sport itself really is I don't know. I just feel like I identify with it. USPSA is a completely different ball game. It's really fast paced. Um, there's a lot of gaming and I know that people talk about gaming and precision rifle, but in three gun and USPSA, it's a whole nother level. Um, with precision rifle, I have never heard a word of discouragement against another competitor. And that is really important to me. So I think that's, uh, you know, the community and then the pace is what really speaks to me. Nice. So a couple of years ago, you shot the Rock Lake match. Like you said, that's where we met. Mm -hmm. um, you got a taste for the sport. And that was two or three years ago. Do you remember? I think it was two. I think we're coming up on two years because I did. I remember I did a one year post. So I think in October, it'll be two years. In October, it'll be two. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. my, all these matches kind of blur together the time frame with me. <laughs> so I oh, apologize. they really do. Um, but since then, you have accomplished a ton. Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, you've become a sponsored shooter. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, you've dominated several matches. You've won, um, did, if I'm not mistaken, your regional. You just won top lady. Is that I correct? did. I, yeah, for the second year in a row, I did take top lady in the regional series. So how, how does how do those accomplishments feel feel to you? I mean, everybody there. Some people are like, oh, it's a trophy. Other people like, it's a huge sense of accomplishment. What? What is that relationship for you? Sure. So that relationship for me, um, you know, I'm right now I'm a mid pack shooter. Um, and as far as the sponsorships go, I feel like I am overly sponsored for my shooting level. Um, but my goal with this every year is to just make improvements, um, you know, and do my thing and just, improve upon myself one thing at a time if that's how it needs to be. And I have done that. Um, you know, my other goal is just to be consistent and to learn something at every single match. Right. And eventually, you know, that's gonna, I think right now I'm averaging like top, top 40, top 30 at national level matches. Um, and you know, eventually I just want to climb that ladder and be top 20, top 10. Um, and you know, being top lady is an accomplishment. Um, I always push for more women in the sport and I think that top lady is important, but, um, 
you know, I'm not putting, pitting myself against the other women. Uh, I'm there to support other women. We are sisters in this game. Um, I'm out there to beat all the boys eventually <laughs> one day. I, I got a lot of work on that. But, um, you know, that's that's my goal is to just get better every time, learn something every time, no matter what. Which is a huge, I mean, it, it's it's a huge goal, but it's also a very realistic goal. Um, right. You know, I have the opportunity to speak with sponsors, manufacturers all the time, and you'd be surprised, you know, one of the main things that sponsors and I talk about is not who the best shooter is, but who represents the sport the best. Right. right? Yeah. You know, who's, who's going to be the best advocate for the sport, uh, for women or for young guns or for for whoever it is. Um, and I think that's why, you know, you see a lot of people that have sponsors, even if they're mid pack shooters, it's not that, you know, you said you feel over sponsored. Um, I don't find that to be true. I find it the opposite. I, I, I think you're a huge ambassador for the sport and that's Thank why you. you have the sponsors that you have. Thanks. That that really means a lot to me. I thought it was the cookies, to be honest. I mean, that, that helps, <laughs> you know, um, no, but you're right. Um, Mike and I and, you know, you and I have had these we've had these conversations about brand ambassadors and a lot of new people come into the sport and they're they're questioned, how do I get sponsored? How do I get sponsored? And, um, you know, they look at Mike and I and um, you know, how do we do it? And our, our answer is you need to be a good representation of whatever company you want to be sponsored by. Um, and we break it down for them, you know, just because you're a sponsored shooter doesn't mean that you're going to be, um, it's not easy. You know, you being a sponsored shooter, you have to give back to whoever you're representing as a brand. And we make sure to tell people that. It's not about how good you shoot, although, you know, people who are top shooters, you know, most of the time they're sponsored. We do know a few who are not, and that's their personal choice. But ultimately, um, you're going to find a lot of people who are going to be good brand ambassadors for their sponsor. And that's what Mike and I strive to do. You know, and that's that's huge, because if you're not a great brand ambassador or you're not giving back to the people that are supporting you, the Mm -hmm. sport's not going to grow. Exactly. Yeah. It's not for us. Um, this sport is about community and about what Mike and I do is about growing the sport. You know, our son, Aiden, um, he just shot his first match this past weekend. He, he (laughs) so excited. Yeah, probably wasn't the best match for him to start out at. Um, he had a similar experience to what I did at my I think first or second regional match and he just got smashed. It was a really, really tough course of fire. And I know people throw that around a lot, but this course of fire was designed to, um, make good shooters better. So, um, but you know, Mike and I really love seeing new shooters in the sport and seeing that flame ignite when you, you know that they're hooked and they're going to come back. And we, you know, we love spreading that. It's really important to us. Absolutely. So Aiden and I had the opportunity, um, I want to say it was made, but it's not because it was everything I switched around because of COVID, but at the JC oh, yeah. Steel match to shoot the NRL 22X match. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that was mid June. June. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And he and I had a ton of fun, but yes. I could see in his, cause I was kind of like, we kind of teamed up a little bit and then that was his first time doing, doing that. Um, I could see the excitement and passion and fire in his eyes. And then I could also see the like, oh my God, I just made a stupid mistake. Why did I do that? Look on yeah. his face as well. Yep. And to to hear now that he's shooting with you and his dad uh, and competing, that's huge. That's so awesome. It is. And Mike and I say this over and over again. Um, we never want to push you know, our hobbies onto our kids because we've seen it go bad before. And so we wanted Aiden to come to this naturally and he has, and we, you know, we're not pushing him to do a lot of other matches um, if he doesn't want to, but it is really wonderful to have something that we can all do as a family together because, um, you know, with what Mike travels a lot for work and um, we didn't get to experience this with our older son and which, you know, is heartbreaking for us. But, um, you know, seeing seeing the competitiveness burst out of Aiden every now and then, you know, when he's trying to beat somebody at a at a stage is really good. If he's a lot like Mike, he's incredibly, incredibly competitive, uh, driven very driven and he wants, he wants to be the best immediately. Um, and I think that's generational, but he, you know, he's, he's driven, he's competitive. And the moment that he decides to commit to this, um, I think that, you know, we'll see some pretty big leaps in his performance. Nice. So basically as soon as he commits to this, you guys are taking out a, another mortgage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is not, you know, that's one, another thing I think about, you know, we're, um, I'm really big on budgeting everything out and I'm looking at feeding another shooter in the house and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be so expensive. <laughs> but, um, but you know, we'll, we'll make it work and we always do. And it's worth it. The family time is worth it. So with Mike traveling, cause I, I know he's like, he's super busy. He's crazy busy. Does yeah. that mean you're going to be, or rather is Aiden going to be traveling with you to matches at all, or is that going to be something that kind of is uh, match specific? Yeah, you know, logistically, we haven't, I haven't even thought about that yet. Um, but probably once he is, um, you know, as independent as he can be, probably he, you know, he'll be going to matches with us right now in Washington. We're not doing in person school. He's got his Chromebook and, um, I think he's going to go with us to Montana to this, to the match into pure. Yeah. So, um, I don't, you know, obviously we haven't had him sign up for this match yet, but you know, he, uh, will probably be traveling with us to matches. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's awesome. So, you have to get him, if he commits to the sport, you have to get him signed up with short action precision because they actually yep. have a young gun program. I that saw that. Yeah, that program is really great. And whenever they came out with it, um, I, I think that that's awesome because I, I keep seeing more and more young guns getting into this. More, more than women, I feel like. I feel like yes. there's more young guns than women. So um, definitely we're going to get on board with them. Nice. So speaking of the female community, you know, you said that it was great to be winning trophies, but you wanted to go after the boys. Um, Regina has been very vocal 
about, you know, it's great that she's won trophies, but she wants to kick the boys' butts. What does, in your mindset, what does it take to get there? What is it that needs to be done for the females to be not, I don't want to say more competitive, mm-hmm. but to be able to take that next step? Oh, man, that's kind of a deep question. So it, um, man, without going into like personal beliefs on gender roles, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it takes commitment and a lot of women, um, some of them are really nervous to be, um, to get into this. I've tried to convince a lot of women friends to come out and shoot with me. And they're like, Oh, I don't know if I could do that. You know, you're such a badass. And I'm like, anybody can do this. I am big on women's empowerment. Um, you know, there's some things that men can do that women can't, you know, just biologically and physically, but, um, stand up peeing. Yeah. Well, no, women can do that now too. If you haven't (laughs) looked into this, if you haven't looked into the sheep, you should check that out. Um, you know, there's, but the number of things that men can do that women can't now is rapidly diminishing. And I think that men biologically have, um, they're naturally stronger than women. Our mindsets are different. The way that we learn is different. Um, our bodies are different. You know, men are, um, you know, their shoulders are bigger than women's are, um, so there's a lot that goes into that. And I think that a man starting out versus a woman starting out in this sport is a huge difference. Really? Uh, I, I do. I do. No, I think I disagree. Even. Okay. Well, so on, I think in different level levels physically. So physically, I think a man has an advantage, um, in the way that his, that he is stronger, but okay. a woman has less ego and she is, and I've heard this from many instructors, women have less ego when it comes to learning how to shoot. Yes. And what, and even when I entered the sport, Mike told me, um, one of my first matches, he goes, I guarantee you will not be last place. And I'm a little competitive myself. I didn't realize it for a, a long little. time, a <laughs> little, um, and it comes out every now and then. Um, but you know, he's like, nope, he's like, you are the way that women learn is different. And they are more likely to listen and apply um, appropriately where a man has ego. And he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I've been doing this for forever. I know how to shoot a gun where women are like, whatever, this is new. So I'm going to listen to the instructor. And so for me, starting out, even though I was slow, I was slow in my movements, I was slow in taking my shots. Um, I was still having a high percentage of impacts based on shots taken. I, I dropped right. a very few points um, due to misses. Any points that I didn't get were because I was timing out. So I think that women have an advantage there. Yes, but absolutely. Yes. So, but as far as physically, I think men have the advantage. Um, and so for me, right, like right now, 
I, we talked about this. I have, you know, I'm starting physical therapy so that I can, you know, rebuild a lot of my strength because right now it's a limiting factor for me is my strength and my, and my speed. Um, I can, you know, Mike has said this before and I am going to go on the record saying it, that if, if it were to be, um, a actual precision, like laying down, no time, no movement, um, shooting paper, I would whip his ass all day long. I believe it. Yep. So when he can say what he wants about that, but <laughs> well, he said, he, no, he said it to a lot of people. Brittany so. kicks my ass all the time. Yeah. In a, in a rifle match, she'll, she'll kick my ass all in a pistol match. I can beat her in a, a rifle match. She'll kick my ass all the time. We were just in South Dakota and we shot a little makeshift 22 uh, match because our match director's son couldn't go to nationals. Right. And, and she beat all of us. I think there's five or six of us. She beat all of us by like 12 points or something like that. Yep. Brittany is also amazing. So I'm not surprised. Well, when she has the confidence to go out and shoot, that's, you know, that's the one thing is she, uh, she does better when I'm not around. That's so that's, um, that's an interesting subject. Your guys's first podcast, you you talked about it. Um, yes. I I can't recall exactly what was said, but it is we get that question a lot, and you know I hear so many. I get a lot of I get approached by a lot of men um, who are competing, saying, "Man, I wish I could get my wife into this sport. What do I have to do? I'm gonna you know tell her who you are." And I'm like, "That's great." And Mike and I, the we have reached this point in our relationship where we recognize that he, you know, we can teach each other the basics, but once we have the fundamentals down, any instruction beyond that point needs to be with somebody else. Um, because you have so many factors that go into your relationship. And when you bring competition into it, it's just a whole nother level. So, um, man, I could, there's so many things going through my brain that we could, that we could talk about shooting with your spouse. Um, I remember the first time Brittany, not the first, but one of the first times Brittany and I shot a competition together. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe it was a Sin City match and I was helping her trying to get her correct because we were both new. So I was trying to help correct her on her windage where she was uh, missing or impacting or whatever it was. Yeah. And we got our conversation completely convoluted where she mm -hmm. thought I was saying one thing. I was trying to say another thing and then I was getting mad. She couldn't understand me. She was getting mad that I was giving her wrong information. And then finally, after that stage, I was just like, I'm not helping you anymore. Forget it. Right. I'm like, yeah, you, you know what you're doing. You don't need my help. I'm over it. Right. And then like the next couple of stages after it, she just totally dominated. She just she killed me right she just yeah and i was like yeah i guess i better shut up yeah and that it's oh, man if you've ever um most of the time even if mike and i are squatted together most of the time now we don't we don't ignore each other but we are not like right right next to each other we, we do our own things um you know we we get our own data we don't share we don't share wind calls very often because the way that we communicate is completely different. And yes. I, you know, people all come, I'm the last person you want to ask for like what I held for wind because 
my brain works differently than, than Mike's does and a lot of other people. Um, when I make a wind correction, I, I just look, I look where it hits and I make the correction. I am not looking at, um, mill marks in my scope. I, I don't know how I do it. Don't ask me. It's not a science, but I'll come off a stage and Mike's like, what'd you hold for wind? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. This much. (laughs) This much. Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, that's not helpful. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. It just, you know, every now and then, but, um, we do our own thing. We work independently of each other, but we like to be next to each other. And, um, sometimes we shoot in different squads, you know, that's, that's part of the community thing. It's not that we don't want to be around each other. You know, we'll squad one squad different. We did that at the, uh, MDT, um, NRL, the JC steel match. Yeah, we did that. Challenge. We just, yep. yeah, we just shot one squad different from each other, said hi every now and then. But, um, sometimes it just works better. You know, you want to support your spouse, but you, you know, if I look, if I look at Mike and I know he's had a bad stage, it affects me because you know, you love your spouse, you want them to do well and you feed off of each other. So, yeah, but there's also a little bit of you inside that. Like, yes, he just bombed that one. I'm catching up no, or I just I'm... beat him on that stage. You know, there okay. is. So if he might, I never want to be like, yeah, he shot poorly. I beat him. You know, I want to beat him on his best day. Right. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's not that way. I always want him to do good. And I think that he always, I know he always wants me to do good as well. Of course so, he does. Yeah. Of course yeah. he does. So this whole evolution over the past couple of years of you guys shooting together and now Aiden shooting together has given birth to a whole new project where you and Mike have your own social media presence together as a family now. Right. Yeah. You want to explain that to our audience? Yeah. So that is, it's very new. Um, and it's kind of an offshoot of something I started when I was doing USPSA. I was meeting a lot of new people and I used to be, and I still am pretty private on social media. Um, you know, just because I meet you one time doesn't mean that I, you know, want to be friends with you on Facebook, no offense, but I've been on Facebook since I was 18, you know, so a lot of my life is on there. Um, but you know, I started this Facebook page so that anybody who legitimately wanted to follow my shooting could do that. And, as Mike and I started doing this sport together, um, you know, and meeting all these people, we decided that we wanted to document our journey because for us, it, it, this is a journey. Um, taking the trips to these matches is so much fun and it's a really awesome way for us to record our progress and what we're doing and share it with our friends and family in the world. And especially now that Aiden is shooting too, um, you know, having his family members, his, um, his grandparents are able to see what he's doing and they love it. And, you know, my family too, cause Mike and I don't live close to any immediate family. I think our closest family member is Mike's sister and she's in California. So, um, it's, uh, it's just a, an outlet. Did for, you just call for... me Mike's sister? Well, I mean, if you want to take it that way, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But it's, you know, it's, it's an outlet for people to see what it's like for a family to shoot precision rifle. And then for our friends to be able to see that as well. We have friends literally all over the world. Um, and you know, Facebook is a great outlet for that, but YouTube is great too. So, um, I think that, that, uh, that's life with the, or not life with the lilies. It's long range with the lilies. Um, Life with the Lilies is uh, is definitely adventure as well. But it's our YouTube page is Long Range with the Lilies. L-I-L-L-Y-S is how it's spelled. There's no apostrophe. Um, and it's, you know, it's growing. We just want to show people the good and the bad and what it's really like. And um, it's it's real. But that yeah, that's what's so cool about your page or your videos is you make fun of each other. Like, but in, yep. in a positive way, it's not, you're not talking trash on each other, but you right. you take subject matter lightheartedly where a lot of other YouTubers or content creators are very macho and very serious and, and it has to be this way and knife hands being thrown here and there and, and, and whatnot. And it's very direct and straight to the point where mm-hmm. your guys's videos, you add your own sense of humor into it and you kind of poke fun at each other in a very lighthearted way. Um, yeah. And you make it more fun, which I think makes it a lot more approachable to people that aren't familiar with the sport. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, one of the most, I think the most commented video that we have is Mike's stage disaster um, at the JC Steel the NRL match because it, and it was a disaster and that was so hard for him to put out there. But, um, people love it because it, it, it shows what a match can really be like for anybody. Because if there's a new shooter out there who's looking to come to a two day national match and all they see is people rocking these stages, you know, they may never work up the courage to sign up and go. And if you don't foster new people into the sport, it's going to fail bottom line. And, and, and so, um, yeah, we're, we're real and we're raw and we have some funny videos out there. I, um, I'm a little awkward speaking and on camera working through that, but Mike is, um, Mike is really funny. He, he is just naturally really quippy and he's good at it. And we have, we have a few funny videos out there, um, that I think that people will enjoy for sure. I've definitely enjoyed them. And it's funny because the first time I met Mike, um, he's kind of standoffish Yep. in a way that he's he's a very confident dude. Mm-hmm. He stands tall. He's not like, you know, I shrug all the time and not I'm I'm confident obviously, you know, in what I do and whatnot, but you go you stand next to Mike and it's like a different type of confidence. So it's kind of like, you know, you don't want to put your foot in the mouth or say the wrong thing or, or whatever. And then to see him, you know, with his family, with you and enjoying a sport that a lot of people take sometimes way too serious right is awesome yeah um and and you're right mike um he has a little bit of raf um and he knows it um 
do I need if I need to break that down? That's um, resting asshole face. Um, but he um, he's an evaluator. He watches people, and um, he is a very professional person as well. Um, and I think that that comes with what he does, and uh, you know, seeing this side of him come out for the world to see is is special to me. I love it, um, you know, and I don't know. I, I really like it a lot. So that's a that's a good point, Travis. It is. I mean, it's like like I mean, we've talked about the first time you and I met, and I remember there was a stage, and it was kind of on a slope, and we had to shoot through this fence. And there was a big tree there. Oh, man, and that was such a bad stage for me. It was a horrible stage. <laughs> and I was shooting that match. And you and I were in the same squad. And it was right. horrible for me as well. But we just kind of started talking, you know. And it was very natural. Like, nothing was forced or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, with Mike, it was like, what do I say to this guy? Do I talk to him? Do I not talk to him? Uh, what's this guy? You know, what are, what is this guy and I going to have in common and now he's one of my closest friends. Yeah. You know? And yeah. we go to dinner. He, when he comes to California, I, we pick him up and, and you know, we hang out and we do the Korean barbecue. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I was so mad when you guys sent me that picture. Oh, I was so jealous. I love Korean barbecue. Uh, we'll yeah. do it together, all of us. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, you're... Your evolution in the sport in a very short amount of time and his blossoming and opening up with this YouTube channel with the family. I mean, I think you guys, you know, are, are the ultimate, like, representation of, of, of how the family can work together and enjoy a sport together and fight but love each other and kind of do all of it and and not kill each other and still be excited to go on the next road trip to the next match. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we, um, that's a, a pretty big Im- impression, uh, to fill there, but it is, we don't put much of the fighting on YouTube, but everybody knows there's spouse squabbles. Of um, I mean, but you know, and picking at each other back and forth and, um, you know, hey, where did you put my jersey at a national level match? Or was it a jersey or a sweater? I can. Oh, um, um, I think it was his jersey. His jersey. <laughs> yeah, that. I'm so yeah, so glad you got to witness that. Yeah. I think that we're gonna we're gonna um, reminisce about that in a video eventually. But yeah. um, I was like, where's my cookies? It's time to leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey man, I I gotta go. <laughs> Looks like you guys gotta unpack. Um, no, but you know, it's, it's real life. It's not, um, you know, it's not staged unless we're doing like a funny video, but it is, it's nice to, it's new because like I said, I am a pretty private person. Um, but I'm opening up to the idea of it and I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard work. Don't let anybody tell you any different. It's, it's really hard. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So. One of the things that I wanted to ask you, and this is probably going to totally catch you off guard, or you might have a list already. Um, As the NRL and Precision Rifle continues to grow, and Mm -hmm. the sport starts welcoming in more and more females. Mm -hmm. Females, by, by nature, have different necessities than males do. And oftentimes... 
as you know um, the guys that are going after sponsorships and going after companies to get involved in the sports we don't really take a woman's needs into consideration yep so from a female's perspective mm -hmm. what would you say are good focal points for us to go after company wise to entice more women to get in the sport oh wow that and, and i say that because uh -huh. you introduced me to i think it was a parent company yeah cadre adventures cadre. yeah uh, yeah so i actually just had a phone call this morning with um with them. I think Catherine is her name. And we talked a lot about, um, PPE, um, for what you need to wear when you're shooting. I am a big supporter of not being a gun bunny. Um, and I know gun bunnies have their place. Please don't like think that I absolutely hate them. Um, but my goal for this, for women in shooting is to make sure that they know that they are, that, that there's something for them. So Cadre Adventures um, is an offshoot of First Spear and they make women's specific pants. Um, any woman who has looked for outdoor pants before knows that it's next to impossible to find something that's all around that's going to fit your needs. And this company has done it. So um, another thing is, you know, women's specific clothing, um, not just pants, clothing in general or hats or ponytails. I have a teeny tiny little head and, um, you know, I, I ask for a small hat or none at all. Um, you know, usually t-shirts are not women specific and, you know, even though I'm serious about the sport and I, you know, always wear long sleeve shirts and do my best to, um, be, prepared as far as my clothing goes, I still want to look like a woman. I don't want to look like a rectangle when I'm shooting. Um, because you know, it's, it's when I look at pictures of myself or video, I'm, I'm like, man, that's not attractive at all. And it's not just about being attractive. It's about being comfortable. Um, so I, I don't know if that, if that really answers your question. But there's nothing wrong with being able to compete in the sport and look good. Right. No, there's nothing wrong with that at all. So, um, as far as products, um, that would make things more appealing for women, um, definitely any type of gear headbands, like for when it's cold outside, ponytail hats, um, women's specific jackets or sweatshirts. Um, and then as far as other gear goes, and this is, I think a slowly shifting thing with gun manufacturers and stock and chassis makers is a shorter length of pull. Um, yes. you know, I shoot for MDT and that was a big thing for me is my length of pull was too long initially and they went back and they listened to me and now there's a short I think there's even an extra short length of pull on the ACC chassis and it's not necessarily something that a man is going to think about in general you just take take what you can but that's also very true for all of our young guns yep yeah absolutely um being able to have customizable things for women and young guns is really important. The shorter length of pull is huge. If your length of pull is wrong, um, 
you know, your recoil management's not going to be right. You, the, the placement of your finger on the trigger isn't going to be right. Um, there's just so many things that your length of pull affects. Right. So, so. The, the name of the pant company again is? Cadre Adventures or cat. It's CadreClothing.com. I'm, I'm going to look that up right now. <laughs> uh, um, I don't want to miss. We'll, yeah, it's Cadre, K-A-D-R-I, Clothing.com. Perfect. And they, um, yeah, so they, they make pants by women for women um, in 72 customizable sizes. So if you like up to, you can get your hip size up to two sizes different than your waist size. And that may not make sense to men. I have no but idea for, what that just means. Yeah. So, I mean, you have so, a big booty? Yeah. It's, it's like for me, I have a, I have a small waist and I have wide hips and a big butt and finding pants that, um, that fit and that work for me was next to impossible. I've tried so many brands and these ones fit. They're, they're high-waisted. So, um, uh, my butt crack doesn't stick out when I'm bending over no or stretching. Crack. Yeah. And there's no plumber's crack. Um, and they stretch in the front. And again, this is for women, but, um, men don't think about this. There's a time of the month when women, sometimes some women gain up to 10 pounds at a certain time of the month and your pants just don't fit. And these have the stretch in them and they move and they're, they're just, they're by women for women. And I cannot speak highly of them enough. Do they have knee pads for when you have to shoot kneeling or in different positions or? No, no, they don't. Not yet. Not That's yet. a, okay. yeah. So they're, you know, they're taking, um, taking suggestions as it is. So, and, and they're a newer company. So, um, you know, they're still tr trying to build, build this as it is. So I think that knee, knee pads is definitely something that's on their list uh, because a lot of women want that. Yeah. Well, I in mean, this sport. yeah, in this sport, I won't even wear pants to the range without knee pads. Even in, if I'm doing the uh, video or, or photography, I still always make sure I have knee pads. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing they do not have knee pads, but that's something that um, we have talked about. Nice, nice. Okay, so we have to have good clothing. Yep. Uh, length of pull on your gear is important. What about mm -hmm. backpacks? Because I know, like, Brittany and I got into the whole hiking and, and whatnot, and I know when mm -hmm. I bought her a backpack, it was the exact same backpack as mine, model-wise, but mm -hmm. for females. Right. Does that make a difference in this sport or, or not so much? Um, I think that there, so there's a lot of pack manufacturers out there and I, I probably went through three or four different packs. Um, I started with an Eberly stock pack that was, um, I think it was handed down to me from Mike just before I really committed. Right. And then, um, I tried a 511 bag and I tried something else and they just weren't working for me. And then, um, I, the bag that I have now I think is elite. Let me look. It's elite tactical. I think is what it is. Um, but the, what brand you, or what bag you use does make a difference, um, for women's shapes and sizes and the weight of it. 
Um, you know, we talked about how men have a biological or physical advantage with their strength. Um, women have bigger hips naturally than men do. And, um, naturally they have smaller shoulders. So one, it's not one bag fits all. So you have to, you know, talk to other women, see what they're using, and then consider what you're going to carry in your bag. Um, I am a one rear bag type of person. So what I have in, in my bag is the OG game changer with the get light fill in it. Um, I used to carry or carry a heavier bag, but I was just worn out with all of the ammo and everything else in my pack at the end of the day. So I switched to that. Um, I know Marshawn, same thing. It just, it saves a lot of energy. Right. Um, so what, back. It saves your back. It saves your back. And for some women, their hips, um, you know, our hips get really tired walking, you know, some of these mats, these field matches, you're climbing up a mountain or a really steep hill. And that, um, that can be really hard on your lower back and hips as a woman. So, um, yeah, pack absolutely matters. Try them on in the store. Um, a lot of stores that sell packs will let you put weights in them. Um, and Yep. So like REI is really big on that. Um, but if you go to any tactical store, if you're looking for a tactical type bag, um, and you say, Hey, I want to test this out. Do you have some weights or something heavy that I can put into it? So you can really feel how it's going to fit when it's full. That's really important. That's, that's something else I could, I could go on is how your gear fits you. That's really important. If you didn't know. Oh, absolutely. So, with, I don't know, it's weird. Every match that we go to, it seems like inclement weather follows you, right? It could be 90 degrees on Thursday and, and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's pouring rain. Yeah. So, rain gear. You know, guys, we wear anything from frog togs to mm-hmm. Sitka or Kui or, or Arcteryx. Mm-hmm. What's, in your opinion, what have you found to be the, ba- the best rain gear for females? Oh, so Arcteryx. Arcteryx is really spendy, but um, I have Arcteryx gear that I've had for 10 years. And if you take care of it the right way, um, it's going to last you for a long time. So for me, what I wear is I have an Arcteryx. Um, it's made for mountaineering and, and like skiing and stuff like that. So it's cut really long. It covers my butt and it covers um, like down to the top of my thighs. Um, and then I wear an overpant that's Gore-Tex and that one is made by mountain hardware. Okay. Um, so when it comes to this sport, you're right. I have shot in some pretty nasty weather. Um, the two matches that come to mind to me are, um, the monster Lake match. Yeah. That was uh, miserable last year. That was, that was crazy with that snowstorm rolling in. Yeah. Um, and then the the JC Steel match that we had in June of this year, the MDT JC Steel match, um, you know, gear, good gear is really important. The number of people that I see quit or walk away from a match because they don't have good gear is astounding to me. Um, is it expensive? Yeah. Is it worth it? If you're, you know, if you're paying, you know, $200 for an entry fee plus ammo, plus meals, plus hotel fees. Yeah. Travel. Um, if you show up unprepared and you, you quit that match, that's like money down the drain, man. And for us as a shooting family, 
um, investing in good gear is worth it. So find um, REI is really great for being able to try some gear on. And then um, if you like here in the Pacific Northwest, it's easy because our weather is foggy or raining and 50 degrees like nine months out of the year. But for people who live in Texas, yeah, they're not going to think about that. Um, but like I said, REI, Outdoor Research, Arcteryx, Mountain Hardware, any of those um, places or brands do have women-specific things. And um, they usually, usually have really great ratings and size charts on them. And so definitely look at those. And they have good return return policies as well. Yeah, REI has a great return policy. I mean, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I bought um, what is it? Cool, K U H L Cool, rain pants from them, and I had them one season, and I wore them maybe two or three times, and it ripped in the knee. Mm-hmm. Um, I think honestly, I think I probably snagged it on a rock or something. It, you know, I, I did something, um, and I took it back, and I was like, you know, hey, I my stuff's ripped, and I've only worn it. It looks still looked almost brand new. And right. they're like, yeah, we'll just change it out. Not a big deal. Yeah. I had the same thing with a pair of shoes where the I felt the waterproofing had just failed. And I brought them in and they're like, yep, here's your refund. Or yeah. here, go get a different pair. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. yeah. They really stand by the gear that they carry there. Yeah. Great, great return policies. Um, a lot of good gear at REI. And, and even the REI brand is uh, pretty damn decent. I agree. We have some of their co-op stuff as well. Yeah. So... We're almost at the end of our show. A um, mm-hmm. couple of qu- last questions for you is three things. Okay. You knew that this part was coming. I did. Yeah. All right. So what are the three things that you must have at a match that are not gear related or three traditions, if you want to call them, that you must do before you go to a match or start a match? So... Like some people, I'm, I'm not really superstitious. Um, some of the things that I have, I always have with me and it's kind of gear. Um, but sunscreen, if you, <laughs> if That's you've ever standard, come on, do you could do <laughs> you better than that. You... Oh man. Sunscreen. Oh, food. Number one, snacks, 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 actually. Um, I have shot a few matches where I was unprepared with my snacks. snacks. Come on. Snacks is too general. Specific. I really love Sweetwood Smokehouse. I think they're called fatty sticks. They're. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Yep. Um, that I, those are my favorite snack. Um, they're, you know, high in protein, low in sugar, really good for me. Um, I try and bring cookies. I try oh, not yeah. to eat them, um, but cookies are always a really great pick-me-up. Yes, they um, are. and they're they're good currency. They are good currency. Yes, um, I I've never bribed an RO before, so not <laughs> currency like that. But um, but yeah, no, I I love I love bringing cookies for people. That's not necessarily for me. It it makes me happy. But um, yeah, so snacks. Um, I don't know, man. I traditions. Oh, okay. So traditions. I know I, if we have our trailer, 
I love to cook. I love to have a good solid meal with our friends the night, you know, after zero day, uh, you know, that night, I love doing that. That is one of my favorite things and my favorite traditions about this sport is being able to, um, you know, either provide a meal for somebody and cook it and hang out or, you know, even just for myself fuel. I I really love food. If you guys haven't figured it out, I, I love food. Um, it's, it's really important to me. If you don't have good fuel, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have a good match. That's just my opinion. Yep, I agree with that. And you so, are a great cook. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, man, other than that, I don't really have that I can think of off the top of my head. I, you know, kind of forgot about these questions. I didn't forget about them, but I forgot that <laughs> they were coming. So I didn't think about it. I didn't make a list. Um, you don't sm- smack Mike on the butt before you head to stage okay. one. You don't, hi, I've honey, been- good luck. Love you. Bye-bye. None of that I- kind of stuff. I do give him a little butt squeeze and then I try and sneak a butt selfie. But, um, I, you know, we've been so busy the last couple of matches. I have failed with that completely. I haven't taken a butt selfie in a while. Breaking Uh, tradition. I know. I know. Well, the last, one of the last matches we shot, um, was a, an outlaw match and we just didn't shoot together. So (laughs) because it was blind stages, I didn't get to, I didn't get to get a butt selfie, but those are, I think that people have an obsession with Mike's butt because I am pretty sure that that's like one of my most popular pictures that I post on Instagram. People love the butt selfies. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe I'll do a a Mike Lilly butt selfie calendar. There you go. A montage (laughs) at the end of the year. There we go. A montage. Uh, That'll be fun. Yeah. Other than that, no, I, I don't know. I think those are some good ones. Yeah, I think those are some good ones. So let's wrap it up. Anything you want to say to the females, the young guns, the guys, the whole precision rifle community, anybody looking to get involved? What would you say to somebody who says, hey, Killy, I want to, but I just don't know. I would say um, just do it. You know, if you want to show up, start start at the regional level. If you are beyond that, um, jump in. Jump in feet first to a, a two-day national level match. Don't be scared. Um, it can be really intimidating, especially if you watch a lot of the high-level shooters on YouTube um, or Instagram or any social media. But what you will find is that everybody is incredibly supportive they're going to help you out. Um, nobody's going to smash you or, or berate you for not knowing what to do because we have all started at the bottom. There's not one person that I can think of that has started out and, um, in this sport and just taken one, everything, just start where you're at and, and grow as you can and enjoy the journey. Enjoy the community. Just come out. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time. Um, I think the next match I'm going to see you at is Montana. 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 So excited. We got, yeah. I think, adjoining cabins. Oh, that, I hope so. <laughs> Mike set up all the reservations, so I don't know what we have. So <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I am. I can't wait. It's nice. like I said, it's all. I always look forward to it. It's a big party for me. It is a great time, and and like I said, it's it's awesome to be able to have this time to talk with you today. I know it was uh, kind of last minute, but thanks for being a great sport, and 
coming on the show and, and sharing all of your insight with us because it's been awesome. You're welcome. Thank you for asking me. Um, there, you know, no better time than now is what I figured. You're like 15 minutes. All right. Yeah. Let's make it happen. <laughs> right. You're like Thursday or Friday. No, 15 minutes. <laughs> Thursday or Friday, I'll be at a match. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. You have a, a crazy, crazy schedule coming up. So yeah, it's, it's going to be one long journey, one long road trip. So it'll be fun. Yeah. Yep. Right. Keely, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And to all of our listeners, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And until next time, you guys be safe, keep shooting, and we'll see you all at the range. Take care.